0: Hey guys, I'm back, this is Rebecca, and my commentary on my second piece, Not Because. During the first week that we worked on our second pieces, I was playing around with some more memories that I wanted to hold on to, and I was sort of trying to keep the theme of dissociation and living in the moment that I had in my first piece. I wrote about how I discovered dissociation and I included some research that I had accumulated about it. And then I wrote about another moment with Fluffy Haired Boy where he sent me this song um, that he said reminded me of him. And it was all soft shit, but when the second week that we worked on this essay rolled around, I was feeling pretty uninspired. And that's when I opened up Twitter. That week, I had removed it from my home screen because it was one of my busier midterm weeks. And so when I opened up the app again, I just saw this flood of hashtags about the Atlanta shootings. And I remember being rooted in my seat with anger just pulsing through me. It's been a while since I've been that angry. And I don't know if it was the lack of sleep or just the overall stress of that week, but The anger took over pretty quickly, and this essay in that moment started to take form in this flurry of rage. The first thing that I wrote was actually the middle of what this piece now is. It's the section in italics, which is sort of my inner dialogue, that's why it's in italics, where I just poured out everything about my frustration with the shooting, with just the situation of our country, and all of it came... Flying out, sort of like when I was writing my first piece, which again brings me back to this this phenomenon that I'm just baffled by, where when I write creatively, I'm able to just dump and I don't have to outline anything, and it's refreshing to be able to have that. Very cathartic experience. At the very end of my sort of rant, I put this tiny part um, about my dad. And that's now the opening of the piece because I expanded on it. Um, after Christine's consistent comments, get vivid, baby, led me to finally get fucking vivid. And just on that note, I have to give Christine a shout out here, not just because of that comment, but it was another comment she left in response, in response to this first sort of version of the heritage essay that I put up. And that comment, it just drove me to create this piece in the form that it ended up taking. She told me, From this point, I think this could transform your piece into a beautiful work about being an Asian woman, your relationship with your mother, and then set that in the context of this Asian hate crime. Then, of course, send it to publication and change the lives of people who become desensitized. Be a part of the force that breaks the system. You honor your heritage by writing this. I say go for it and explore more. Christine? I don't even know if i've ever actually voiced how inspirational and how much i needed that comment i have that comment copied and pasted onto the top of every version of my essay it you literally lit a fire in my stomach and i'm just so grateful that your eloquence drew that piece out of me the thing that really hit home for me about christine's comment was the was that word heritage that for me was the heat that I drew from those shootings, it was the race factor that really, really stuck with me as I was writing this piece. As for the song metaphor and the picture of my Google search, those were the last to make their way into the piece. Honestly, I don't know where the song idea came from. I don't really sing at all. I used to play the piano. Um, I'm obsessed with music, though, like I make monthly playlists and I make those super niche ones that are too specific for anybody but me to really understand. And music is definitely probably not healthily an escape mechanism for me, but I am so glad that the metaphor worked out that way. And I also knew I wanted to talk about my love language. And I think because of that, I realized I could talk about my heritage through language just because Chinese and English, those are huge parts of my linguistic life. Being able to speak English for my parents is a token experience as an immigrant child, and I definitely really wanted to convey that in this piece. So it worked out, the song metaphor, just having all these connections to what I already wanted to say. Biggest challenge for me in writing this piece was that I haven't written about my heritage since my super cheesy common application essay, and I think that experience just left a bad taste in my mouth. Like, I had my dad read it over, and anything I have him read over, I just end up hating because he changes so much. But living in a town as white as Manchester by the sea had as positive of an impact on me as I think it could have. It definitely drove me to embrace my Asian heritage even more. Maybe also that was due to my superiority complex, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, I'm just really grateful that I didn't come away with this sense of being inferior. It wasn't- it never really- affected me like that early on in like middle school it did but that's just because everyone is ignorant at that age um and so yeah since i haven't written about my race and my heritage in so long though i was nervous that even with such a positive experience in my town writing about my race has just felt so difficult because i feel like i'm repeating what everyone else is saying like i mentioned before in my first piece I was nervous about sounding angsty and emo and in this piece I didn't want to sound like every other voice in every other immigrant narrative but the lesson learned with this piece as I say is that you can't stereotype human experience and that lesson I needed that lesson so bad. It felt good as hell writing this piece after I came to terms with that. Although I love both of these pieces, I'm so proud of this one just because it speaks to this moment and because I finally, it it gave me an acceptance of my experience and a validation that I don't think anyone outside of myself could give me. I was also glad that I could touch on my familiar relationships more in this piece, too, just because that relationship has been so rocky. But like, I can't say I would be the same person I am today without my family. I also knew that when I was writing this piece, tone was super important to me, as it was in the first piece. Because I didn't want people to read this and be like, oh, here we go again. Like, this is so classic. Like, of course, she's writing about her race. Nobody in this workshop would ever, ever, ever say that, of course. But like inside me, I had that kind of self-doubt and I'm really glad that I just kicked it out of my mind and it feels good. It felt like a triumph and I needed that this semester. I think one of my favorite parts of the scene is definitely the opening one. I think that that's the most vivid I've ever gotten with my writing so far. Um, And I'm just, I'm so happy with how it ended up. It was... I I definitely cherish that memory a lot more because I've been able to find the words to truly describe how I felt about it. The picture also I'm really happy with because it says so much and so little and I wanted that sort of punch in the essay. I'm also glad that the song metaphor made sense to everyone because for me, I was kind of like, okay, where is this coming from? Like, where are you getting this idea from? But... I think it ended up working out pretty well. And just on an overall note, I'm so happy with how this essay turned out. And I'm so, so thankful for all of the lovely comments that my workshop members have left on my piece because it is so validating when you put something like this out there and you just receive overwhelming love and support. So I cannot thank you guys enough for... All of that love.